loving Father in heaven, praise and glory be unto your name, O Lord. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we pray that you will give us today our daily bread. Grant to us understanding of your word and your words which are spirit and life to our souls. We pray that it will be spoken to us to grant us edification, to strengthen us, to equip us and help us, Lord, to walk in the way of truth and righteousness. Especially do we ask for the gift of your Holy Spirit which you have promised to everyone that asks. Please, Lord, grant us of your Spirit to help us rightly divide the word of truth, to grant us understanding and to also give us grace and power to live up to the things that we learn. As we hear these things on a daily basis, the standard is being set forth before us in clear terms and we do not have strength of our own to reach and meet up to this standard. Lord, but we, depending on you, we trust that we can reach it. So Lord, as we go through the words of our devotion today, may we be empowered to that end. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage, April 27. Give me this mountain. I am strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. Now therefore, give me this mountain. Joshua chapter 14 verse 11 and 12. Before the distribution of the land had been entered upon, Caleb, accompanied by the heads of his tribe, came forward with a special claim. Except Joshua, Caleb was now the oldest man in Israel. Caleb and Joshua were the only ones among the spies who had brought a good report of the land of promise, encouraging the people to go up and possess it in the name of the Lord. Caleb now reminded Joshua of the promise then made as the reward of his faithfulness. The land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children's forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord. He therefore presented a request that Hebron be given him for a possession. His claim was immediately granted. To none could the conquest of this giant stronghold be more safely entrusted. Caleb's faith now was just what it was when his testimony had contradicted the evil report of the spies. He had believed God's promise that he would put his people in possession of Canaan and in this he had followed the Lord fully. He had endured with his people the long wandering in the wilderness, thus sharing the disappointments and burdens of the guilty. Yet he made no complaint of this, but exalted the mercy of God that had preserved him in the wilderness when his brethren were cut off. The brave old warrior was desirous of giving to the people an example that would honor God and encourage the tribes fully to subdue the land which their fathers had deemed unconquerable. Caleb obtained the inheritance upon which his heart had been set for forty years, and trusting in God to be with him, he drove thence the three sons of Enoch. The cowards and rebels had perished in the wilderness, but the righteous spies ate of the grapes of Eshcol. To each was given according to his faith. 
the unbelieving had seen their fears fulfilled. Notwithstanding God's promise, they had declared that it was impossible to inherit Canaan and they did not possess it. But those who trusted in God, looking not so much to the difficulties to be encountered as to the strength of their almighty helper, entered the goodly land. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is Give Me This Mountain and I feel like saying to the same thing, Lord, give me this mountain. What is this mountain? Who made this statement and what does this story of Caleb saying to Joshua, give me this mountain mean for us today? That is what we're going to be looking at. We have already understood Caleb and Joshua were the only two men of the 12 spies when sent to Canaan that brought a good report. Let us just remind ourselves and refresh our memory of what happened that day so that we can put into proper perspective just in case you didn't listen to the previous devotions so that you will properly understand what we are talking about here. When the children of Israel were supposed to enter into Canaan just after they came out of Egypt, they had not stayed up to a year out of Egypt, just a few months, perhaps two, three months. And the Lord told Moses to send spies to Canaan. Twelve of them were sent. Moses sent Joshua to represent his tribe Ephraim and Caleb to represent his tribe Judah. And then one representative for every other tribe to go to Canaan. They came back with a report. And here was the report in Numbers 13, reading from verse 27. It says, And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great, and moreover we saw the children of Anak there. Let's just pause. They are given different difficulties and obstacles, but above all, they said the greatest obstacle is that they saw the children of Anak there. Who are these children of Anak? We'll get to understand that later. Now continuing their report, they now said in verse 29, the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coasts of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people. So, so here's where Caleb came into the picture. Because of the false report and the unbelieving report of these 10 spies, Caleb came to steal. That's to calm them down. He told them, just more like we, the way we say today, please calm down, calm down, because they were in an uproar. So still Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once. Take note of that statement. We will look at it in subsequent devotions. That statement, let us go up at once and possess it for we are able to overcome it but the men that went up with him said we be not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we in other words we said who, who, who are you trying to kill who are you trying to deceive so it's me you want to to kill right that's what we're just in our own terms today trying to tell caleb we can't do it verse 32 and they brought up an evil report of the land which they searched unto the children of israel saying the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature you see the contradictory reports there they said the land is eating the people but yet they are of great stature how is the land eating the people and yet the people are of great stature if the land is in the people then what made them of great stature that was a contradictory report numbers 13 verse 33 now says and there we saw the giants the sons of anak so they are repeating this statement again of all the things they said they are repeating this matter of the sons of anak which come of the giants and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers and so so we were in their sight now 
these obstacles they presented, the 10 spies, is just showing their unbelief. And that's basically what this whole story is about, faith and unbelief. Now in Numbers 14, reading from verse 6 downward, Joshua and, uh, and Caleb, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes, and they speak unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. Remember that the people said the land is eating the people up. Joshua and Caleb is saying, No, it's a good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us. A land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us, their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. So here is the account of Joshua and Caleb's good reports contradicting the evil reports of the other ten spies. That day, in verse 10, it says that the people wanted to um, stone Caleb and Joshua because they were so offended with them. Of course, the devil had made them do these things. But because of the faithfulness of Caleb and Joshua, Caleb was promised that the Lord the Lord said to him, the land that you stepped upon, the Lord will give it to you. Now, that is what led to what we are reading today. 40 years plus has gone. Caleb is now an old man and he is saying to Joshua, this is what the Lord said that time, please give me that land. But which land was he referring to? He was referring to the place where the children of Anak, the greatest fear of the ten spies, dwelt. That's where he was requesting for. Joshua 14 verse 6, reading from verse 6 and downward, it says, Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua in Gilgal, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite said unto them, unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses the man of God concerning me and thee in Kadesh Barnea. Forty years old was I when Moses the servant of the Lord sent me from Kadesh Barnea to espy out the land, and I brought him word again as it was in mine heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance, and thy children's forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. And now, Behold, the Lord hath kept me alive, as he said, these forty and five years, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. As yet, I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in. Now, therefore, Give me this mountain, whereof the Lord spake in that day, for thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there, and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him, and gave unto Caleb the son of Jephunneh, Hebron, for an inheritance. Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, unto this day, because that he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. And the name of Hebron before was Kirjat Arba, which Arba was a great man among the Anakims, and the land had rest from war. Amen. What is the Lord trying to teach us with this story of Caleb's conquest of the Anakims? We need to understand the Anakims, the Bible says these men were giants. 
in fact describing them saying that they were as tall as cedar trees so this is no joke here and when we talk about the walled cities it was not a lie remember when we talked about um, jericho it was really walled and we saw how high it was really high in the really like a four-story building so imagine what a giant can build and what the walls will look like the walls of their city it will be very high remember what we saw in yesterday's devotion how that the people all around had heard of what God did with Moses parting the Red Sea, how they had conquered many other nations like Og of Bashan, Sihon, the Midianites, and the Amorites. So for 40 years, these people have been fortifying themselves. If they didn't have walls before, or they already had walls, but you can imagine that because of those 40 years and the fear of Israel, these people had been fortifying themselves even more. How is it that Caleb, at 85 years of age, was still strong as he was when he was 40 years. The Lord wants to teach us the lesson that we, in the matter of getting the victory over sin, we should understand that strength does not wane with years. Faith remains the same. The faith is still strong. And that is the strength that Caleb had. God gave Caleb's strength. Caleb's faith in God through the years had not just preserved his life. But also his strength, that's his physical strength, so that he can possess Canaan. We shall not all receive the same reward in the kingdom of God, you know. Some will have greater rewards than others. Jesus rewards every man according as his work shall be. Every crown will have a star based on the work done for the Lord. But it is not how much work done that amount work is done that amounts to anything with God, but rather it is with how much love that the work is done that matters with God. You see, the faith that works by love and purifies the soul is what has weight with God. In Daniel 12 verse 1 and 2 and down to verse 3, we are told that when the Lord comes, that they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. The statement that Caleb made, I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. Now therefore give me this mountain. And the other statement that we read 40 years earlier, 45 years earlier, where he steals the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are able to overcome it. And then the other one he said to the people in Numbers 14, verse 8 and 9. In 9 he said, Rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us, fear them not. These statements tell us how we should react towards our own sins and towards the, the temptations and the obstacles we meet on our journey to our heavenly Canaan. Just like Caleb, we will have to meet the children of Anak and we are not to be afraid. Remember when the children, the, the ten spies gave their detailed report of where everyone dwells? They said clearly that they saw the children of Anak there. And they talked about those who are dwelling in the mountains, those who are dwelling by the sea, which were the Canaanites. They gave a very detailed report of everybody. It is these mountains that Caleb said, give me the mountain. What does Anak represent for us on our journey? Anak represents the greatest of oppositions, whether in the form of sin and temptations or in the threats that we are going to face in the world. They are the mountains in our lives. The Lord speaks in the book of Revelation 13 of a time when God's people are going to be threatened so that they cannot be able to buy or sell. Also, that those who do not receive the mark of the beast will be threatened with death and imprisonment. Actually, some will be killed. 
these times are not times that we should look upon now and say to ourselves, I'll be strong that time, I'll stand. If you don't have faith today, you won't have faith then. Stop deceiving. I hear people say that. I see them. When it comes to small temptations today, just to deny themselves of telling lies, of working so that they will not get, uh, telling lies to get something that they feel they need, they will still tell lies. They will still forge documents. They will still go and break the Sabbath. And then they are deceiving themselves that when that time comes, they will stand. I wonder how, where do they think the strength is going, going to come from? Faith is not something you just exercise like that. It is built. It increases. You have to start exercising it now. Caleb was already exercising faith in the Lord and that was why he was able to trust the Lord. He had believed all the other plagues he had seen in Egypt, the parting of the Red Sea, the giving of the manna, the rock that was giving them water, and all these miracles were enough for Caleb to see and develop his trust in God. So that when he saw the children of Anak 45 years ago, he believed that the Lord was going to give them that place. It it is ridiculous when you think about it. When you see somebody, a very small man, you are talking about conquering giants, Think about it. It was if you look at the other ten spies, they were being reasonable. Actually, they were being reasonable because reason cannot give you any opening for you to see how you are going to go to that mountain and conquer a warlike tribe when you yourself you are not a person who is trained in war. Neither are you bigger than them. Neither do you have the weapons they have. It's just common sense. But what was the Lord trying to do for them? He was trying to make them understand that it is not by power. It is not by might, but it is by the Spirit. It is by faith in God that Caleb was able to conquer the children of Anak. This faith is expressed in works. He believed the word of God and his faith showed in that when it was time for the word of God to be fulfilled, he did the things necessary, expecting to see results and expecting the word of God to be fulfilled. And it was verily fulfilled in the life of Caleb. The achievement of purity and victory over sin is possible. While the ten spies are saying, We be not able, Caleb says we are able. We are not only to steal the ten spies that show a lack of faith, but we are to desire to overcome every obstacle by actually exercising. We shouldn't stop our desire, but actually walk towards it. Exercise faith. Take the bull by the horn and fight manfully, not like cowards, not in unbelief, but in firm belief that we know the end of it all, which is that we will certainly overcome the world as God has promised to those who exercise faith. What does the word of God tell us is our victory? 1 John 5 verse 4, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. In the last paragraph of our devotion, we're told the cowards and rebels had perished. That's the ten spies. And not just the ten spies, but the other adults in Israel that rebelled against God. They had perished in the wilderness. But the righteous spies ate of the grapes of Eschol. To each was given according to his faith. The unbelieving had seen their fears fulfilled. So since their faith said, we cannot, therefore they couldn't. And notwithstanding God's promise, they had declared that it was not possible to to inherit Canaan. So therefore, they did not possess it. Today, there are people who are saying, in spite of wonderful promises in the word of God, for example, Ezekiel 36, reading from verse 25, where God has clearly promised to us that he will take away our heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh. And he will grant us, grant us of his spirit and cause us to walk in his statutes and we will keep his judgments and do them. The promise in Isaiah 1 verse 18, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, the promise is this, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red as crimson, they shall be as wool. The other promise, 
is in Hebrews 7 verse 25, wherefore he is able to save to the uttermost all that comes to God through him. Another promise is that anyone who comes to the Lord, he will nowise cast out in spite of all these promises. Many are saying victory over sin is not possible. There I say, every commandment of the Lord is a promise. When the Lord says, you shall be blessed in the land, you shall this, you shall that. Why don't we see the commandments of God as we ought to? We ought to see the commandments of God as a promise to us. You shall not steal. It's a promise. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not kill. We are to say, Amen. You shall not bear false witness. And we say, it is a promise to me. Amen. It's a blessing the Lord is pronouncing to me. I am not looking at my own strength and my littleness in comparison to the mountain. But I am looking at the promises of God and exercising faith on it. As your faith is, so be it unto you. That's what the Lord says. The foundation of Caleb's conquest is faith. Faith is the victory over the mountain of sin and the obstacles to our progress into the heavenly Canaan and in getting victory over sin. Matthew 17 verse 20, our Lord Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Do you believe it? I have been hearing ministers and elders and people in the church saying it is impossible, we are human, we must always continue to sin. When will you stop manifesting unbelief? If you keep on looking at yourself as a grasshopper and looking at temptation as a mountain, then you will say it is not possible. But when you look at the Lord, how can you say it is not possible? How can you, in spite of seeing the life of Job, Zechariah, Elizabeth, Daniel, say that it is impossible to overcome? Well. As the Lord will say in his days when he was here and walked upon the face of this earth, as your faith is, so be it unto you. It depends on you what you want to believe. If you believe it is not possible, so shall it be unto you. But to those who believe it is possible like Caleb, oh, they will say, give me this mountain, the mountain, whatever obstacle it is. Many are saying to themselves, oh, I don't want to be there in that day when they will say we shall not be able to buy or sell and that they will be threatening us that we will not be able to live the life we want to live and they will even threaten us with imprisonment and death. To those who are like Caleb, they will say, bring it on, give me this mountain because they are not trusting to their own strength. If I were to be trusting to my own strength, I will run away. I won't say bring it on. But when I look at the Lord, I will say, bring it on, bring Anak to me. It doesn't matter how big Anak is. Bring it on. The Lord will strengthen me as he strengthened Caleb. Jesus said, Because of our unbelief, if you have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove. And nothing, absolutely nothing, shall be impossible unto you. And I say, Amen. With God, all things are possible. No matter the giant anarch scene in your life or the giant anarch obstacles that we are going to meet in the liberty of conscience threatened and our rights being taken away from us because of what we believe, if we trust in the Lord and have faith in Him, nothing shall be impossible to us. The principle of faith, the faith we choose to have and that determining our destiny is something that Jesus wanted to impress on the mind. For everybody 
almost all who he was doing a miracle for, he wanted them to exercise faith and let us know and them too to know that it is your faith that's actually healing you. It's not actually about me alone. It is. It takes two to tango like they say. Though God has all the power, he wouldn't do anything for those who do not have faith in him. And he wanted us to understand that it's only as you have faith that you get the results. When Jesus went to Nazareth, the Bible records that he never did any miracle there because of their unbelief. As powerful as he was, he didn't do any miracle there because of unbelief. Matthew 9, reading from verse 27, talking about two blind men that Jesus met on the way. It says, And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said unto them, Believe you that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yes, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. Amen. According to your faith. Also, God is telling you, are you blinded to your sins? Are you blinded? Has sin blinded you? If you want to open your eyes, are you, or you say, oh, I can't open my eyes. Ah, God says to you, according to your faith, if you say you can't open it, then it will remain closed. But if you say, I believe in the Lord, that he can help me open my eyes, according to your faith, so be it unto you. The centurion who came to Jesus, who had a servant that was sick of the palsy, grievously tormented, Jesus said to him, I will come to your house and heal him. He said, no, just speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. And Jesus said, no, I have not seen such great faith, no, not in Israel. And in Matthew 8 verse 13, Jesus said unto the centurion, go thy way. And as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. So if the man believed that this, the boy will recover, but maybe just a bit, that's how it would have been for him. If he felt that the boy will recover into the full vigor of youth, that is exactly how it would have been unto him. As according, according to your faith, says the Lord, so be it unto you. Matthew 17, reading from verse 20, I remind us again, Jesus said, If you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove fence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. When the ten lepers came to Jesus, and he told them, Go and show yourself to the priest. And as they were going, they got healed. One of them came back to thank Jesus. And in Luke 17 verse 19, Jesus said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. Amen. Faith is the victory. Talking about another blind man, this one should be uh, Bartimaeus now. In Matthew 10, 51 and 52, Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I shall do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. What is the lesson the Lord is trying to teach us, brothers and sisters? If you say, I can't overcome, according to your faith, so be it unto you. You will be like the ten spies. If you say, it is possible for me to live a life free from sin, overcome the mountains in my life, bring down the children of Anak of besetments of sin in my life, according to your faith, so be it unto you. Think of sin and, rem and think of what Caleb conquered. You have to imagine properly. It's very good to study the word of God, you know. Imagine walls as tall as a four-story building and giants almost as maybe almost as tall as those walls and then imagine a man who's like grasshopper before these giants and warlike people how can you think that you can overcome such people it's impossible humanly impossible i tell you caleb could not have conquered the children of anak in his own strength it is completely impossible so what was it that was making a man of 85 years old 
who supposed to have no strength and also a smallish person in comparison to these giants what was it that made him to say i want this mountain give me this mountain nothing less than faith in the lord nobody can make such a request in his own strength and think that you really conquer you will just be destroyed faith is the victory brothers and sisters the cowards and rebels had perished in the wilderness but the righteous spies ate of the grapes of Eshcol. to each was given according to his faith the unbelieving had seen their fears fulfilled and if you are unbelieving a saying you will not overcome that is your fear it will be fulfilled you will not overcome because according to your faith so be it unto you and when you are doing this remember that you are doing it in spite of the promises in god's word the unbelieving had seen their fears fulfilled notwithstanding god's promise they had declared that it was impossible to inherit canaan today in spite of the promises i mean strewn from genesis to revelation from the day man sinned god told adam and eve i will put an enmity between thee and the woman nobody is exercising faith in that the ten commandments itself promises all over people don't want to exercise faith in it Jeremiah 31, reading from verse 31 downward to 33, the Lord says, I will write my law in your hearts. That will be a new covenant I will make with you. Where is the faith? Ezekiel 36, 25 downward, the Lord promised to almost make us like robots, saying to us, that he will take away our heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh, and he will put his spirit within us. He will actually cause us to walk in his statutes and keep his judgments. Where is your faith? In the book of Micah, chapter 7, reading from verse 18, who is a God like unto thee that pardoneth the iniquity and transgression of his children? He will not keep his anger forever. He will cast our sins into the depths of the sea. Ah, where is the faith? This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Hebrews 7, verse 25, wherefore he is able to save to the uttermost. Where, how much do you want to be saved? To the uttermost, he's able to save all them that come to God through him. John chapter 1, verse 12. And to them that believed in him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. First John chapter 3, reading from verse 8 and 9, tells us that whosoever is born of God does not commit sin because the seed of God remains in him and he cannot sin. How much clearer do you want it to be? Jude 24 tells us now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. How much more can I say? Promises all over. The Lord wants to cleanse us. Will you exercise faith? According to your faith, so be it unto you. Notwithstanding God's promise, they had declared that it was impossible to inherit Canaan and they did not possess it. But those who trusted in God, looking not so much to the difficulties to be encountered as to the strength of their almighty helper, entered the good land. I want us to enter the good land, but we need to exercise faith. And as we will see in subsequent devotions, faith without works is dead. Let us learn first of all for today. Believe the Lord when he says something. Don't doubt him and stop saying your flesh weakness is not going to allow you to overcome sin. What is your flesh in comparison to the power of God? Is your flesh stronger than the power of God? It is not, except you make it so. If you make it so, according to your faith, so shall it be unto you. But if you trust in the power of God, according to your faith, so shall it be unto you. Let us pray. Holy Father in heaven, please increase our faith. Give us this mountain, we pray, that we also we know that the Almighty God is with us and that we can get the victory over every obstacle, besetting sin and 
temptation in our lives. For some of us, we shudder at these things and we wonder, is it possible to live a life free from sin in this wicked generation? Lord, I know it is possible because your word has said so. Increase our faith, Lord, and help us, Lord, to be instruments by which your will will be done on this earth. And what is the will I'm referring to? That we may be those children who will receive the seal of God and will be representatives of you will be those who you will say here are they that keep the commandments of god and have the faith of jesus please according to our faith lord let it be unto us in jesus name i pray amen